Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Is It Normal, the pregnancy podcast with me, Jessie Ware. I am delighted to talk to my osteopath and also my son's osteopath, also my mother's osteopath, I mean the family's osteopath, Daniel Stuttel's here to talk about the benefits of osteopathy for pregnant person and a postpartum person and also baby. Thank you for joining us, Daniel. You're welcome. So, Daniel, some people may not know what osteopathy is, um, so can you first explain what osteopathy is and what you do as an osteopath? Of course. So osteopathy is a complementary healthcare approach to the body. It's a hands-on therapy. We look at the structures of the body. Uh, It's a beautiful, privileged opportunity to really take in all the physicality of bodies. And I suppose we work with adults, we work with children, but working with pregnant mothers is a particular particular privilege because we we have the body within the body if you like so we use palpation we use touch to work with the functions and the structures of the body so that we can relieve pain we can release tension and we can maximize or optimize the function of the body and in a pregnant woman of course that function is really complex and really demanding everything is changing and birth is coming so it's a wonderful opportunity when we work in that way So when you see a pregnant person, what's the usual symptoms or problems that you are encountering when they are coming to see you when they're pregnant? So there are so many changes physically, chemically, hormonally, as you know, that go through this amazing period, this amazing marathon of the nine months of gestation. So, you know, I'll see a pregnant woman who will come in. She's only just become pregnant. She's only just realized she's pregnant. And she's already perhaps thinking there's an emotional impact there. She's thinking about the the future, about the birth that's coming, about how she's going to cope with all that. Uh, So working to kind of just prepare that body and very quickly we get lots of physical changes so the hormones change as you know which affects many things including your your sort of emotional well-being but physically ligaments become looser the body changes in preparation for that amazing event of birth of parturition so it's about trying to create a balance so the body is supple is flexible is coping with the changes that are happening 
As pregnancy goes on, of course, weight-bearing changes. You get bigger, you get heavier, you're mm. carrying a lot more fluid. You're carrying a baby that's getting bigger. You're carrying a placenta, this amazing organ, organ that's providing blood, providing nutrition to the baby. So everything's changing. Your centre of gravity rises up the body. Your, the way your walk, your gait mechanics change the way the pelvis is working it's funny for something so natural so beautiful there's also quite a lot of precariousness or delicacy or fragility to it I don't know if you felt that maybe they're the wrong words maybe you felt more like pain or or discomfort but anyway things change and so there's a great opportunity to help a woman in that situation help her prepare but also to relieve some of the strains that can come in you know the ligaments around the sacrum in your pelvis in your low back, your lumbar spine, it all changes the pelvic floor, the muscle tissues there. So an osteopath will look at the body as a whole. The woman's the container, this beautiful container holding this wonderful baby. And You're that, making this sound so rude. lovely when I'm coming to you about my piles. But yes, yeah. carry on, <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it's <laughs> ironic, isn't it? That it? You know, this beautiful moment is so full of um, challenges and, you know, the body at its extremes. But anyway, so hands-on work, kind of putting your hands on, rebalancing the whole of the body, the whole of the spine, the pelvis, looking at the legs and the hips, just so it can adapt and compensate for those big changes. Your bump gets bigger, your back, you, you start to uh, extend through your back, you, you walk differently. So lots of those things can be painful at the time and we can try and relieve some of that. Often the blood flow and the drainage can be affected. So you can feel, you know, water retention, you can feel the body not coping, not breathing as well as it might. So looking at all those aspects helps the woman at that time and in preparation for a birth, an event that is, you know, just colossal, as you know, as I don't know, but as you do, but it comes with, well, not so much risks, of course it does come with risks, but it comes with, with a cost to the body. And something that's, that's natural should, we should be able to arrange, help the body get there without it being so costly, if you like. So my experience of having osteopathy is that it's incredibly gentle. So some people, sceptics, would be like, it barely felt like you were touching me. It's not kind of like you're popping things out and you're Mm. doing huge, like, you know, really rigorous, strong massage. So when can people see the kind of the impact of osteopathy? And uh, it's not, I mean, I believe in it fully. And I, you know, it really helped me when I had real lower pressure in my kind of my bum that was horrible. And also sciatica, it really helped me with. But what would you say to some of those sceptics or some people that would be like, hold on, I I still don't really understand how this is, what the difference is with like physiotherapy that people may have been recommended, that feels a bit more commonplace, that people may have understood more what should they expect from a treatment with an osteopath well it varies a great deal and it depends on the osteopath you're seeing and on Mm. the if you like the presentation we have a massive toolkit it's our hands it's our palpation our, our touch so we can work strongly robustly we can put a lot of force into it Often that's not the best way to work with a body that's going through such fundamental changes. Often this more subtle approach of slowly repositioning the body, of feeling deeply into the tissues, not to confront them, but rather to pursue the ease. Do you know what? I often, because I do some teaching and lecturing, I, I often compare 
palpation, feeling tissues, so feeling your muscles, feeling your ligaments, feeling the joints. I compare it a little bit to a craftsman, a, a sort of carpenter or someone like that, who feels the grain of the wood, you know, how the wood is working in a direction, yeah? And they, they work artistically with that. And that takes a bit of subtlety. It takes listening to the body. So when I work with a pregnant woman in the last trimester or whenever it is, it's much more about listening to how that body is brilliantly coping and where it's not coping so well. And then Mm -hmm. the forces I'm applying are tailored very specifically to those areas of not dysfunction, but areas of challenge. So if we just batter it, if we just put a hammer to it, well, we'll get a reaction. Maybe it'll be good, but it's, it's a bit of an unsubtle way. So sometimes we position it, we, we gently feel into those tissues and relieve that tension and promote you know, a release, a release that allows blood flow and drainage and allows the chemistry of the body to work and the biomechanics to kind of rebalance and, and fit in the shape that they should be in. I always feel quite sleepy and relaxed after having a session, which is always quite telling that it's done something to what the nervous yeah. system and also it does relax you. And I think a lot of the time that is a set, uh, very important for a pregnant person that's, you know, anticipating this day and has been feeling all this, yeah. this stress on their body and their mind. Now, can I ask what are the kind of symptoms that people are coming to you with once having that baby? The baby's out, they may have had a C-section, they may have yeah. had a, a vaginal delivery, but there's been this big moment. So what are you usually dealing with in those situations? Postpartum mothers, that's one of the most beautiful areas that we can work in because your priority as a postpartum mother is your baby. And I say the the health of that baby is actually so dependent on your health and happiness. So really, when I treat a postpartum mother, I'm, I'm sort of treating the baby. I also treat the baby. But, you know, indirectly, it's treating the baby. I think because birth is such a, such a titanic event, however it's happened, whether it's been a beautiful vaginal delivery at home in water, whether it's been with lots of intervention, whether there have been complications in hospital or a cesarean section, there's so many huge factors that are going on on to that body and that person not just a body but a person so a postpartum mother comes in with a degree of shock and trauma actually Uh, and I don't mean that in a negative derogatory sense at all but rather that Mm. something colossal has happened and giving that body a bit of room to recover to take a breath a lot of postpartum mothers aren't breathing properly. They're kind of almost still holding their breath and allowing the diaphragm to work, allowing their posture to ease a little bit. Maybe they're breastfeeding and they're kind of curled up in a position with a baby and the back is sore. Maybe the pelvic floor is still still very sensitive. Maybe there are areas which are painful there and strained and we can just allow the pelvis to rebalance, to release that tension, to allow the natural torsions within the body to work in their favour. So that's hands-on, it's gentle, it's manoeuvring, it's leading the body in a certain way to provide a, a, a position of ease that uh, will help that mother, help her breastfeed, help her look after a baby, help her with her, her sense of revival, if you like, after this amazing event. Obviously, helping a postpartum mother is about helping the baby too. So, you know, I treat a lot of children, a lot of babies, and that's an important thing. You're indicating or showing a mother who is the expert on their baby. You're showing her how beautiful that baby is, how healthy that baby is. 
when that baby's in trouble, just allowing that baby the chance to, to kind of regroup, to emerge and start to breathe, start to release some of those twists and turns that, that that baby's structure has. So, I mean, really, we treat the body as a whole, and with a pregnant and postpartum mother, the body of a whole includes the baby. It's beautiful. It's, it's holistic therapy, you know, I think, at its best. <laughs> well, can we talk about why you actually became an osteopath? What is the reason you became an osteopath? I suppose my own personal journey... Involves the fact I have quite I have a big family. I have eight children, and I used to work in media in TV when I was like in my early twenties, and that was colourful. Um, but maybe it wasn't wasn't quite right for me. And I was looking for something else to do, and I was thinking maybe something a skill with my hands, something kind of tangible, you know, not emails, not being on the phone. So I was looking for something else, and we had our first child, Jacob. He's now 26, a beautiful young man. And, and does uh, very good pizzas he, in South East London. Yeah, <laughs> he does. So he was an upset baby. When he came out, he was stressed. He cried a lot. And I didn't know any re- why that was, but my partner then knew about osteopathy. I didn't know anything about it. And we went to an osteopath. We went to the Osteopathic Centre for Children, which was a charity which still runs. And... Um, he was treated, and I remember it was so profound. There was something, it's hard to describe. It was skillful. It was like a craft, but it felt like an artistic event almost, even though it was, it was medicine, it was healthcare, it was, it was therapy. And Jacob, as a baby, changed. He sort of cried silently and just released. And I think we only went twice, and he was fine all that kind of colic, all that unsettledness, all that sort of stress within his body went. And that's what I knew that's what I wanted to do. It was a revelation. So um, I stopped work and retrained. It's a long training period, but, you know, it was worth it because now I'm doing a job that I absolutely adore and feel so privileged to do. So, yeah. But you, you work with children a lot. So after that experience with Jacob, you love to focus on children. And with yeah. this, would we call it craniosacral therapy? Is that kind of what the child would have or would you not call it that? Um, I probably wouldn't call it that because I'm such a believer in osteopathy as a whole. It's, it's the uh-huh. principles and philosophy of it. I suppose craniosacral therapy or cranial osteopathy, it's sometimes called, refers to a sort of a particular style or or if you like, technical approach. Now, I employ a lot of that sort of technical toolkit, if you like. So yeah. some people would probably describe me as a cranial osteopath for them. But it's all part of the same principle. So it's the osteopathic rationale for working with the body as a whole. I treat loads of children, loads of babies. It's beautiful. And uh, I thoroughly enjoy it. And the significant change you can make, not just in that child, but the whole family dynamic is one of the joys, really. You're treating into the future. What a privilege, you know? Everyone's going to want to be an osteopath after this or just come and see you. (laughs) Life is full of what ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So when should a parent bring their child to see an osteopath? When would be a good time and what are some of the signs that you can alleviate and help with? Yeah. Exactly, because you might not know much about it or know when it's appropriate. I suppose you would bring your child when your child is still in your womb. That's the first thing to say. So as a pregnant mother, that would be an opportunity to come to optimise how that body's feeling. But you're right, as soon as the baby's born, there's no sort of earliest time. I've attended births, so obviously not as a midwife and not as an obstetrician, but as a support. And I've seen brand new babies, just a few hours old or a, a day or two old. And that's just gorgeous. What a, a sort of golden, sort of shining moment that we can have. And sometimes working with these brand new babies is a, is a great opportunity because they're so fresh. Everything is fluid. Everything is soft. The boniness, the hardness of it, almost like the osteo of the osteopathy, is magical. Yeah, it's all emerging. So that's a great opportunity. I suppose babies in the first three months can go through quite a lot of big changes themselves as the gut mm. speeds up, as, as they begin to get control. And we get colicky type of babies. We get reflux. We get unsettled babies. That medically, perhaps there's nothing too profound going on. But in terms of their comfort and ease could be helped a lot by some very gentle, hands-on, realigning, releasing work that we can do. I would say it's perfectly brilliant to bring your baby in the first three months just to sort of check on how they're developing and growing from that hands-on perspective. Obviously, as children grow, they have new challenges. They're developing their milestones, they're rolling, crawling, walking, they're getting new skills and new adventures. And so different things affect children at different ages teenagers you know they look at their postures <laughs> i know <laughs> i have loads of teenagers and their postures can be really challenging young adults too so we can treat biomechanical effects in children of different ages as they're developing so honestly any time would be good you kind of were saying that you love a, a newborn because of the softness so actually even if potentially you don't have a problem per se your baby isn't a big crying baby like Jacob was you could still go and see an osteopath and give them a treatment 
Absolutely, 100%. I mean, maybe this isn't the right analogy, but you might go to a dentist to check how your teeth are, even though you haven't got toothache or whatever. Yeah, so someone who has some experience and expertise is looking to see, is everything good? Is everything as it should be? Is it optimal? In the same way, an osteopath would look at the structures of that baby, not because there's a sort of textbook right baby, but how is that baby feeling in themselves? Are they growing and developing in a way structurally that feels solid and right? So you might not have any concern. There might be no presentation as such, but it's so beautiful an opportunity to kind of look at how that body is unfolding. It's a bit like unwrapping a present. You take the wrapping off and what's underneath and how is that? How do you open it up? Um, How is this baby breathing? How's the baby responding to the different environments around it? How's the internal environment, its, its digestive system, its diaphragm? How nervy is the baby? So all those aspects, I think, are well worth an osteopath looking at. And the most beautiful thing is to say to a, a mother with a new baby, your baby is not only beautiful, but their health is shining through. And there is nothing that I can bring to this other than to congratulate you on this amazing achievement. <laughs> Just personally, some of the reasons, I mean, I, I like any kind of complimentary health treatment. I'm, I'm, I'm there for holistic. I, I love it all. Um, but when I took my son, my first son to an osteopath, it wasn't that necessarily there was any issues that I felt like he was showing, but he did have a very bullet shaped head. And the osteopath at the time said that he had quite a lot of pressure on his head. And so that's where she treated him. Now, different ways that babies are born can impact on babies in different ways. Is that right? That's absolutely right. And yes, we often see babies where, if you like, clinically, there's no other sort of presentation. They're putting on weight well. All the things they're doing seem fine. But we can see an imbalance, maybe a shoulder that feels tighter than another, or some head-shaped changes, sometimes called plagiocephaly. And the the whole process of birth, um, it's called the mechanism of labour, where we do those turns and shifts to go through the birth canal. That's in a vaginal delivery. Is an amazing event that sort of kickstarts the engine of life but it puts a lot of force through those structures and if the labor's been long if your first stage of labor has been i don't know many many hours that can be a lot of forces that are retained in those soft structures of the baby's skull for instance or their hips or the way they're breathing so that's right we we can release some of that pressure So I think it's important not to make outlandish claims. We're not replacing a a paediatrician. We're not replacing an obstetrician Mm. or anything like that or a midwife. But we do have a new perspective or a different perspective, which is to put our hands on and feel where that tension, that shape change is. And that gives us an opportunity to apply subtle but specific manipulation to allow the body to adapt properly. So yes, we might see head shape changes, we might see tension in the shoulder, and that's fine. It's not ill health, but maybe there's a more optimal way where that baby could explore the whole of its uh, range of movements, if you like. So yeah, there's a lot we can look at. And for somebody who is interested about taking their baby or themselves to go and get a treatment, how much do osteopaths usually cost? And where would be the best place for you to find one that is right for you and near you? 
Obviously, that's a really important question. And it's a great sadness to me that more osteopaths aren't really engaged and in, in included in, in our NHS. It is a shame that it is predominantly in private practice. So that does come with, uh, with a cost and a demand on resources. So it's difficult. There are some charities out there, and I would recommend I put a shout out for the Osteopathic Centre for Children, which is a really important treating charity, and they provide osteopathic services to pregnant women, postpartum mothers and babies, and children of all ages. So have a look at that. There's a number of centres, particularly in London, that they've got, and that's donation-based. Other than that, yes, I would look for an osteopath that has some training has some training in paediatrics. I think that's quite important because although the osteopathic principles themselves count beautifully for children, there's a big knowledge base that goes with paediatrics. So I'd look, if you're looking up an osteopath, see what their training is. Have they done some paediatric training? There are a number of osteopaths courses in paediatrics. I teach on one of them. So that's really important because otherwise uh, an osteopath might be working in the dark. So look for an osteopath that has some paediatric training, works with children, pregnant mothers, postpartum mothers. How much does it cost? Well, that varies. It's a lot to do with location. Central London osteopath might be very expensive. One outside London or in, in suburban areas of London, I would say the average might be about £50 a session, something like that. I mean, I I can't speak for the whole profession at all. I work in two different locations and uh, unfortunately I charge differently because it it depends Mm. on the rent of the area. I work locally in southeast London and that's not very expensive, but I do work in central London and that's a little bit more resource heavy. I'm also, uh, my partner lives in Winchester. I'm just about to open a, a practice in Winchester as well. So, you know, that will be a different, different charge too. Word of mouth recommendation is, is the key. When someone's had a good experience, because it's so personal, someone's putting their hands on you or your baby. I mean, it's as privileged and as personal and as intimate, if you like, as a therapist goes. So you need some recommendation and a word of mm. mouth, someone who's had a good experience where it's felt good, it's felt comfortable, it's felt safe. I think those things are the, are the vital things. So see what other people have said about an osteopath, I think, before you go. And how many sessions would you expect to need to be had for somebody? Well, when I see, so for instance, if I'm seeing a, a baby, a neonate baby, say three weeks, four weeks old, they're beginning to have digestive issues, they're a bit uncomfortable, something like that, in those first three months of life, I might tend to see a baby two or three times. You've got to be gentle. You can't force those changes. But that would be a sort of average amount of time I would see a baby. Where the concerns are not medically significant or profound or worrying, but there's discomfort. So it might be two or three sessions to see a baby. Sometimes it takes longer. Some babies have terrible reflux and they're vomiting a lot and they're really uncomfortable. They're on some medications and trying to help that baby can be a more extended journey, sometimes five or six sessions. I think it's really unusual to see a child for longer than that unless they have a particular long-term chronic condition, a, a sickness, an illness or a disability or something like that, which would be a different way of managing that child really important really beautiful but with different expectations of course so that's the sort of time frame I would anticipate thank you so much Daniel really appreciate you expanding on what osteopathy is and also how it can benefit a postpartum mother pregnant mother and a baby so thank you for explaining this all and I'm sure everyone's going to now want to book in with you even if just to hear your dulcet tones oh Jessie that's very <laughs> lovely thank you really great to speak to you 
thank you so much to Daniel Stuttard for explaining about osteopathy. If you are interested about osteopathy and you're a bit scared about the price, there are places that you can get donation-led care and uh, treatments um, and we'll put them in the show notes and Daniel Stutter mentioned one of those places um, which we'll put in the show notes but um, yeah word of mouth that seems to be the best recommendation of somebody in your area I vouch for it I think it's amazing and I hope you found that conversation interesting I hope you're all okay whether you're listening to this when you're pregnant or whether you're in the in the throes of uh, a newborn phase take care and we'll speak to you soon Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.